Welcome everyone to this episode of the Sport Kite Podcast, where we'll be talking about any and all things Sport Kite related. Over the next episodes, we hope to talk about everything from how to set up your first Sport Kite to more advanced stuff like how to tweak your trick flying and kind of a little bit of everything in between. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of SportKite.org, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. This podcast is a part of the website sportkite.org and it's a growing resource for sportkite flyers and enthusiasts. It is all volunteer run and updated, so every little bit helps. You can also find us on Facebook and we'd love to hear what you think, whether you agree, disagree with what we're saying, or maybe you just want to add something. Heck, even if you have a question or a suggestion for the next podcast episode. In this episode, I venture out solo to talk about something that I think is fun and awesome, and sometimes the hardcore sport kite flyers shun and shy away from, and that is tails. I figured this was a good time to get into a discussion about pulling tail, what tails do, and why tails can actually be super fun. So, Let's get started. All right, so let's jump into this episode and we're going to start talking about a subject that I know sometimes divides the sport kite community and that is pulling tail. So <laughs> I know right now that a handful of the diehard slack line and precision flyers are perhaps yelling back at me, don't put a tail on your kite, don't put a tail on your kite. But hey, you know what, this is one of the advantages of having a podcast and talking to myself sitting here in the comfort of my home is that I can't hear you. And um, I'm going to tell the listeners to go ahead and try, try putting a tail on your kite and have some fun. So there are definitely good reasons for flying with a tail and flying without a tail. And I kind of want to get into those reasons and talk a little bit more about them. So first off, let's talk about what does a tail do to your kite from a mechanical standpoint. And essentially what it does is it creates extra drag at the spine or at the very tail end of the kite. Now, this seems pretty obvious, but sometimes it's not as obvious until you actually throw the tail on there and you feel it. So what I'm talking about is that it slows everything down. It kind of bogs everything down. Not only do you have more parasitic drag, but you just simply have more weight to the kite. And so everything's going to move slower. Now, for some people, this is super helpful because if they have a fast little zippy kite and they're flying in fast winds and they're just having a really hard time, you know, getting the basic turns down and, you know, really enjoying their kite, well, slapping a tail on it can slow things down just enough that they can start to connect with that kite. So the second kind of approach to putting a, a tail on a kite 
is the purest point of view. And for this, I kind of am meaning the precision flyer and the slackline flyer. I just couldn't find a better word than the purest point of view. I don't necessarily believe that purists or slackline flyers are purist type, but it's the word I'm going to go with so that all of this makes sense. Anyways, uh, from their point of view, I find that traditionally within the community, they don't like putting a tail on their kite. And that is partly because it is difficult, nigh on impossible to do slackline tricks with a tail on the kite. Now, there are a handful of tricks that you can do, but generally you're not going to be doing some of those heavy precision, heavy crisp lines and all of that with a tail on the kite. And so if your intent is to go out and throw trick after trick after trick, then a tail is cumbersome. It gets in the way and it just really kind of detracts from your intent of flying. So that's kind of the, the counter approach to putting a tail on your kite. The third approach would be the enjoyment or the performance kind of aspect. And what I mean by this is that when you slap a tail on a kite, you can see where it's been going and it, it scribbles these beautiful like flowy thingies in the sky. I mean, it's, it's the same reason we enjoy watching ryth rhythm gymnastics or just kind of watching a, a piece of string dance in the sky is that it kind of... It just feels fun and floaty. And for the audience, if you're flying for an audience, they really enjoy that. They can connect with that generally a lot easier than they can connect with slackline flying. So if your intent is to go out and please people around you, you're more likely to be successful if you slap on a tail on your kite. Uh, until you get to a standpoint where you're an amazing, phenomenal slackline flyer, uh, and you can impress and, you know, connect with people through that. Most of us, slapping a tail on the kite is going to, it's going to impress most people around us. So, um, yeah, again, I understand putting a tail on the kite is not for everybody, um, but it's a lot of fun. So, let me talk a little bit about kind of the different kinds of tails that are out there, how to attach them to your kite, and yeah, what you some of the extra things that you can do with tails. So traditionally, the most common tail that is available would be what's called a ribbon tail. And this is just a single piece of fabric. It's long, it's thin, like a ribbon. They're usually about an inch, maybe two inches wide. And as far as sport kites, you traditionally see them attached to the spine at the tail end of the kite. So the very, very bottom, the keel uh, or the tail end of the kite. Or you sometimes see them attached to the wing tips. And this also goes for quadline kites. You'll see them attached off the wing tips uh, on the leading edge or off the spreader that goes down and you'll it's essentially the trailing edge of the quad line kite so ribbon uh, tails are the most common that you can find next up you'll have tube tails which are exactly as they sound they're they're a big cylinder or sorry a little cylinder very long and uh, when they fly the 
initial air going into the tube tail will inflate it and give it a little bit of shape and depth. And so these tend to have a little bit more of a different kind of appearance in the sky. They tend to be a little bit floatier and more rounded than say a ribbon tail. And then after this, when it comes to sport kites, kind of one of the other types of tails that you might see, and these are rather infrequent, but you might see a drogue type of tails. So these are like little spinny socks or um, what have you. They, they tend to have additional movement when you attach them to the end of your kite. So they may be rotors, they may be drogues, they may kind of look like parachutes. Uh, you Traditionally, you don't see these on sport kites, mainly because they have so much parasitic drag that they're going to yank that sport kite out of its uh, flying area and make it dang near impossible to fly. So those are the, the kind of the three main types of tails. And within each of those, you have kind of multiple variations. So you could have a single ribbon tail. You could have a double ribbon tail, triple ribbon tail. You could have a ribbon split. You can have, it, it, it goes on and on. Um, and then, of course, we get into colors, patterns, and all of that. So the, the options are endless. Now, for most people, the easiest way for you to attach a tail to your kite. Uh, most of them are going to have either a small piece of bridle line tied in a loop, or they will actually have a clip. And what you're going to do is tie that, uh, that fancy kite flyers knot that everyone should know. That's the lark's head. And you're going to lark it onto either the spine of the kite or a fitting or... Uh, something that feels fairly secure. And that goes the same with clips. You're going to do that as well. Uh, I would caution people to, you don't necessarily want to attach a tail to any type of bungee material on a kite without having some solid protection around it. And that's simply because as you're flying, the, the tail is going to pull on the bungee and it's going to... Um, it's going to pull the bungee out and it's just excessive wear and tear. And that's not something you necessarily want to spend the time replacing later. So uh, if you can connect it to a hard point or actually to the sail itself or what have you, it should be fairly straightforward and easy to see. So um, yeah. I, again, I definitely encourage people to experiment with tails. If you're not sure and you haven't purchased a tail yet, the easiest way that you can do this with experimentation is to actually pick up some surveyor's flagger tape. It's that uh, plastic, very, very thin plastic that comes on a roll that surveyors and hikers and random people use to mark things. Um, and you can get these in really, really long rolls. It, it tears fairly easily. And so therefore, it's really simple to, say, pull off 50 feet of it and easily tie it to the back of your kite and go fly and say, hey, I like this 50 feet of tail. 
maybe I want a little bit longer. So you pull off 75 feet and you put that on, or you could try, you know, shortening it or doubling it up or tripling it up or doing all sorts of things. And so I find that's a very, very easy way to get into experimenting with tails on your sport kite and also kind of figuring out how it's going to look and how it's going to fly. So one of the things to note, though, when you are using surveyor's tape and you are flying a sport kite, that stuff is so lightweight that generally it's not going to affect the way that your kite flies like a traditional tail would. So something to take into account a little bit later um, when you go ahead and purchase that 75-foot tube tail and attach it to your kite. So... All right, so I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it is something else I want to touch base on because I have had this question here recently from someone who is just getting into sport kite flying, and they were asking, uh, is there a limit to the number of tails you can have? And mm, the simple answer is no, but that's also a complicated answer. So... Uh, the limit is your kite and the conditions you're flying in. So I have seen kites, I have seen the same kite with a single tail, with multiple tails, with three tails, with stacked tails or chained tails. Like here recently I saw a Prism Quantum flying with uh, three 75 foot tube tails attached to one another. So you are looking at 225 feet of tail being pulled through the sky. Uh, it was a little bit difficult for the kite to fly with that much uh, weight and parasitic drag behind it, but it did it and it was, it was kind of cool to see. Um, so yes, you can stack, you can chain, you can have multiple tails. They don't even have to be the same material. They don't have to be the same type. You can play with it and see what happens. So I definitely encourage everyone, especially the brand new sport kite flyers, to get out there and fly with a tail and just kind of watch what's happening. Um, that's, that is where, for me, I think that tails have a big advantage is when I I'm trying to instruct someone on how to say, do something rather simple, like a left hand turn to a right hand turn or figure eights and do figure eights in the sky. I mean, this is, this is basic flying, but it is absolutely critical to your advancement as a sport kite flyer. So when you're doing figure eights in the sky with a tail, you can see exactly where you have been for long enough that you can make that next arc. And then you can really play with the size of your figure eight. So you can go bigger, you can go smaller, you can shift it so it's a horizontal figure eight or a vertical figure eight. And that tail helps with the visualization of what you're doing. And for some people, they don't need that. For others, it's super helpful. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, I think I will go ahead and end this episode. I just wanted to kind of fit in another one of these fun little short episodes. 
And next week, we will get a little bit more into uh, progression and a little bit more details from the advanced flyers and see what they have to say. So thank you so much for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. And I hope you have hit the subscribe button and also hit the like and follow button on Facebook. If you like what we're doing here, please consider uh, donating at buymeacoffee.com slash supportkite. We're trying to make this resource grow and trying to make it more useful for everyone and every type of flyer out there. Uh, if you have any questions or if you have a suggestion for the next uh, episode, drop us a line either there on Facebook at sportkite.org or you can send us an email at info at sportkite.org. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've already gotten a handful of emails with suggestions for episodes and a handful of questions. So look forward here in the near future. We will most likely be doing a question and answer session and answering all those questions and some of them will actually have their own dedicated episodes so yeah all right thanks guys for listening and uh get out there and fly and uh yeah till next time i'll see ya